Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. We're on Season 5, Episode 2, Double Date. Here's Jen. Hi, Jen. Hey, everybody. We've got an action-packed podcast for you, and you deserve it because you waited two weeks. We've tra- just been really busy. Yeah, we traveled out of town to go see family for the holidays, and we're back. Um, we've got emails. We have a ranking we have some news, some upcoming interesting new podcasts that we're going to do. We will be covering the pilot, How I Met Your Father. And I think after we watch The Matrix 4, since Neil Patrick Harris is going to be in, maybe we'll talk about that when we watch that <laughs> in a couple weeks. Okay. That'll be my next movie pick. So the weekend after next, I guess, will be my turn again. Okay. I'll put it on the calendar. And we'll, we won't review the whole movie, but we'll just talk about how Neil Patrick is. Yeah, I wonder how it. much he's in it from the trailer. It seems like it could be like a five-minute cameo, or <laughs> it could be more. Five minutes is a lot in a movie <laughs> sometimes, and if he's in five minutes of it total, I'll be very happy. Okay, fair. But we'll, we'll talk about him in that instead of the, the whole movie. So to start with, we'll go through a couple emails. We have a new emailer. This is Aaron. Aaron writes, Hey guys, this is my first email to y'all. I did message on Instagram once when you first started wondering where the next episode was. Oh, I think I remember that one. Mm-hmm. I do too. The so, one person to give us a hard time that we t- took too long to get to the next recording. So Aaron's probably really mad about this <laughs> unintentional two-week break. I did write him back, so at least he has correspondence with me. He says, I've been listening since the beginning, maybe episode three or four. Yay. Thank you. Thanks, Aaron. Anyway, I wanted to write because there's one small detail in this episode, and he's referring to the leap, by the way. That's always bothered me. When they jump, it shows a close-up of their feet, and the close-up of their shoes are totally different. They look like those weird puffy shoes kitchen staff wears. Hmm. I hope you get a chance to read this. Keep up the great work. I love the show. You are a fan. And I have, of course, encouraged Aaron to keep writing in. Yeah. Nice to hear from you, Aaron. Thanks for being a long-time listener. We appreciate you. I'll let Jen read Danielle, since Danielle, since Jen's really captured Danielle's voice. Hey, guys. I really love this episode. And she's talking about definitions, which was our last yes. episode. Okay. 5.1. Lily is so me this episode. I like to think I wouldn't lock up my friends, but the situation hasn't come up yet. <laughs> I haven't read this <laughs> before reading it. So that's very funny, Danielle. This episode reminds me of when I was in the wrong classroom, and instead of thinking I was in the wrong, I thought the schedule was wrong. I, for some reason, thought it necessary to raise my hand and announce that the schedule was wrong. (laughs) Oh, no. I feel like this keeps happening because my embarrassment has a delayed reaction. Does that happen to you? No, my embarrassment is right up front every single time. You? I have embarrassing moments that every once in a while I remember and flash back to (laughs) my head and, and just shake my head again, like, why? Uh, Why did that have to happen? (laughs) (laughs) But I liked my new accounting professor way more, so it worked out. When Barney and Robin are trying to convince Lily they're dating, they sound so cheesy, but then so sweet at the end. Agreed. My favorite joke was Ted trying to spell professor. That gets me every time. That's a very good one. I don't think I disliked any of the jokes. They were all pretty well placed. Love you. Thanks, Danielle. Always good to hear from you. Like Ted, I'm a horrible speller. That, That could have completely happened to me. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes when I spell your name, I'm like, Two N's, oh one N. Oh, my God. And I have to think about it. I was like, no, remember, it's always two N's. No, it's not. Oh, damn. Are you serious right now? I'll have to write it out. <laughs> Double check your work. I hope you're joking. Is it two F's? <laughs> I was going to bring that up because we have the transcript from this episode, and this is a gen with one N, which is actually rare. Most gens are two N's, and I don't know why. And everyone wants to put two N's on my name when they email me. And it's not the right way, guys. Come on, people. Get it together. If I can do it, you can. (laughs) Well, clearly you can't. (laughs) You have a lot of issues with spelling. If it weren't for spell check, I'm one of those people. I mean, I think that's a lot of people these days. I'm actually a decent speller with difficult words. It's common words (laughs) that I always forget how to spell. You know, whether it's... I'm pretty good with the... I versus, you know, I before E or E before I. I'm pretty good with those. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I, I don't have a good example off the top of my head. But there's just a lot of everyday words that I have to stop and look at for a little while. Did I spell that right? 
Sometimes I'll open up my email and start spelling in an email to see if it checks me. Right. The spelling. Do you ever do that? Open your email to check on your spelling? No. Sometimes I'll Google a word if I'm not sure. Or just, yeah, put it in Word to see. But every once in a while there'll be something. Like Excel doesn't spell check. And so I get caught up in that sometimes. Or I'll I'll run through an Excel document and be like, ooh, this is all. It's usually just a mistype, not necessarily me misspelling something. But I'm always good with the there's and the twos. Mm Mm-hmm. That, those kind of things I'm pretty good at when it's different kinds of spelling for the same sounding word. I mean, something different. It's always just uh, everyday stuff. Professor <laughs> might have gotten, I might have had difficulty, especially yeah. the pressure in front of a class. <laughs> right. And that was a big class, too. I went to a small school, so I never had a class that big. I went to a school where we had both. The The early 101 classes were always huge. Mm-hmm. And then by the time you get to the, the second and third level classes of that subject, it would be down to like 30 people. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right. And that has been Spelling Corner. So, like we mentioned, we will do a probably a full coverage of the pilot of How I Met Your Father and just, you know, a mention of Neil Patrick Harris within a different, whatever episode we're covering around the time that we see the movie, we'll mention it then. Kind of like we did with Palm Springs, although I guess we did kind of a full. Did we? I thought we just... Talked about it for a few minutes. We didn't do a full episode for it, but we, yeah, we, we did sort of, we talked about the entire movie. No. Oh, I don't think okay. we'll do that I, again. No. For this. I mean, because that one was, yeah, that was the main character the whole way through the movie. Right. This does not appear to be that. So, I don't know. I'm interested in How I Met Your Father. The trailer didn't blow me away, but right. I, I feel like it has potential. Yeah, we watched the trailer right before we started this podcast, and... I don't think I smiled once or laughed once. Mm, that, sell. that being said, I didn't care for the pilot of How I Met Your Mother very much, so right. I'm going to keep an open mind and go into it without any prejudgment. I want to like it, so that helps. Yeah, and do we know how many episodes it's going to be? Like, is it going to be like 10? I have no idea. Okay. So, eh, we'll see. Like I said, feel like it has potential. So, we'll see where it goes. I don't know if it has potential. <laughs> If it's similar writers yeah. and similar... I don't think I knew until now Kim Cattrall's going to be in it, or did we? Did we ever we, mention that? We were going back and forth on that, so any of our long-term listeners, if you guys know, I, I saw that it was going to be Kim Cattrall kind of being in the Bob Saget role, except she's actually going to be on screen in How I Met Your Father. And at first I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I, I'm like, okay, that makes sense with Hilary Duff. And then I thought about it again, I was like, I think I knew that. I think... Steve brought it up in one of the previous podcasts, but then when I said something to you, you're like, I didn't know that. So now we don't know what we knew and when we knew it. Well, we're kind of enjoying the updated season of Sex and the, the City, City mm-hmm. without Kim Cattrall. I think we'll make a decision on whether she made the right call here. Right. Because they've been pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole different, like, that was just a... I don't get along with these people. I don't want to spend more time with them. It's not like, oh, I choose to go do something else with my time. Mm. It's not worthy of me. Okay. I'm going to save a ranking till the end. But what were your thoughts, upfront thoughts, on Double Date? I really enjoyed it. It's a good episode. I thought it was very mediocre. Oh, interesting. Now, we were already disappointed because last... (laughs) But we thought it was. Yeah, last time we recorded ourselves, we thought it was going to be the ones where... Uh, Barney and Robin are double dating with Marshall and Lily. Right. That doesn't actually happen for a couple, for like three episodes from now, or two or three episodes from now, till the sexless innkeeper. Oh, that's part of that episode. Yeah. Okay. So that's the second story in Sexless Innkeeper. It's been so long since we podcasted, I kind of forgot that that's what I was originally expecting. So if I was going in with that expectation, yeah, I probably would have been disappointed, but... I liked the stories in this, and there were some pretty good laughs. There were some bad lines, too. I actually kind of had a hard time finding bad joke for me. I, I had, I'll point out a few. Okay. I think for the first... we Last week was the first time we put a clip in. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to do a couple of them tonight. I think we're going to start to clip our favorite moments. And when we get to them, we'll add them in. So th- it'll be one for me and one for Jen... It'll pressure us to make the decision before the <laughs> recording starts, so that way we know when we want to jump in with these cuts and have the use clips from the show. Now that I figure out a way to do it, can't you do that in post? 
I'm just joking. Um, I don't know what that actually. I means. guess I could, but we use we actually use the microphone. Like I, I I'm not pulling cutting the clip. I'm just the kidding. audio out of the show. <laughs> Although I, I'm I'm guessing that's what other people do. I just play it. <laughs> yeah, I've no so idea. I think prof- there's professionals out there that know how to cut the audio. I can't cut the audio out of a show we're watching on Hulu. So we start off with the narrator talking about the story of two blind dates, one in 2009, one seven years earlier. So he's talking 2002, which had been three years before essentially the show lets us in to start watching. And I think I estimate that Ted would be 31 in 2009 and then 24 back in 2002. He actually says at one point he was 24. Oh, does he? (laughs) Oh, I missed that. (laughs) But good math. Um, Yeah, I don't... Maybe we'll get to that. It's towards the end. Oh, I see. All right. He says something like 24-year-old me. Yeah, he's like, I was 24. I thought my goatee made me look like Johnny Depp. Okay. Yeah, I guess I took this note at the beginning and then forgot to... Oh, okay. Didn't re-note that at the end. And we get the Ted goatee. He actually makes fun of himself a few times, but... You and I talked about this in one of our first podcasts when we first see a flashback to Ted with a goatee, and I talk about why he just is not pulling it off. It's really bad, and especially when they do the split screen of him now. Like, he's so much cuter without it. I liked him with a beard, so he can get away with the full yeah, he did facial look hair. The he just doesn't... The goatee his is face, not a look for him. Yeah, it doesn't sit well on his face. Mm-mm. And I guess that makes sense, because it's probably fake, but... <laughs> right. So he's on a, it turns out he's on a blind date with the same woman he went out with seven years earlier. Do you think this could happen to you? Could you possibly go out on a date with someone that you had gone out with seven years earlier? And think about between 24 and 31. Yes, it's a different time in your life, but... I mean... It's hard for you to imagine because you were with me since you were 24. But, yes, and also... Um, or like think a, of a guy that you went out with that year before you and I got serious. Right, yeah. That maybe you just went out with once. Yeah, the trouble Although with that were, is I'm, with, I'm typically yeah. a serial monogamous. Yeah, of like I'm in long-term relationship chunks. So, yes, there were, like, brief snippets when I would go on a date here or there. I'd say this would be fairly difficult for to have happened to me in the life I lead now in some other life where I didn't settle down and I lived in New York City and I dated a lot. Maybe? I don't think but this I could think- happen to me. It would It would need to be, like... <laughs> 15 years or something. I could see it being someone that I hooked up with in college one night and then run into in my mid to late 20s and not remember that that I had hooked up with that person. Right. Yeah, that makes more sense. (laughs) There's a lot of people that I had pretty serious hookups with in college that I don't remember their name now. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, that was a long time ago. It was. And, you know, probably within the five years after college, I would have still remembered their name. It wasn't like the next day I didn't remember their name. But you're not Barney keeping a list. I do keep a list, but I just refer to them as (laughs) Turtleneck Girl or... You know, with all your list making, it actually wouldn't surprise me if you were like... You know, I got a lot of free time. I'm really going to go back through and and make this list. <laughs> I'm going to stumble across that on your computer one day. Okay. There'll just be a tab in there with like desserts and favorite TV shows. So much like our favorite podcaster, this character's name is Jen. Yay! She's played Jen by representation. L- she's played by Lindsay Sloan, who most people will recognize. She actually tends to have different looks for different movies or shows or whatever. The earliest thing I might have seen her in was very late seasons of The Wonder Years, but then she was in Bring It On. She was Big Red in Bring It On, where she was a much different kind of character. Mm -hmm. And she was in the movie She's Out of My League, where she was the ex-girlfriend of the main character who got really jealous and started to try and compete with the hot new girl. Mm, I don't remember that at all. So we're going to get a lot of split screen then versus now. Mm-hmm. The I like dating. the way they do this. Yes, yeah, this is done really well. Yeah, there's you know, flashes to like somebody saying one sentence in 2002 and then flashing to current times. And I really like when they leave the restaurant and they, they're kind of like walking behind their 2002 versions of them. It's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. So I think this movie structurally was done extremely well. And the different, the, both stories were fairly strong. But I didn't I didn't find that there was a ton of laughs, not as well as, you know, like a top I'm not gonna give you give it away, but <laughs> Yes, please um, tell me more. 
it's 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 just not as far as you know how many how many times I laughed or how many things we repeat or how much I like to rewatch this episode. Actually, I do like to rewatch this episode, but it just doesn't score that high for me. Okay. But I will I will say up front, yeah, they structured this very well. Yeah. I yeah, and the, these are one of the things I you know like the most about this show is when they do these kind of creative storytelling gimmicks. Yeah, they have clever ways of telling a, a specific story. Mm-hmm. We start off at McLaren's after the first introduction of the blind date. And Barney comes in excited. He's got four tickets to the origins of Chewbacca Star Wars exhibit. The women are not interested in this. Marshall is. He thinks this would be a great first double date as, the, as being couples. So keep <laughs> put a pin in that. <laughs> right. And Robin is me. It's a little early in our relationship to do something that would end our relationship. Yeah, you would hate this. Yeah, that sounds like a nightmare. Barney's really dug in on this bed. <laughs> and Marshall's so excited. Like, I actually feel really bad for Marshall in mm-hmm. the cab when he finds out he's not actually going. Yeah, so then we're in the cab. The girls obviously didn't want to get involved in this, and Marshall's kind of good. Do you think they'll have a Wookiee to English dictionary there? I mean, even just everyday phrase book would be helpful. <laughs> and... I, I enjoy Barney here, who, like, you think is just going to completely dismiss him, like, as you start hearing him. We're not going to the Origins of Chewbacca exhibit, Marshall, like, thinking he's just going to, like, make fun of him. It's like, <laughs> it's in Houston this year. Everyone knows that. Right. Which is a good, a good turnaround. This, they, they do a flashback of when Barney's done this before to <laughs> Ted, or it's the same bait and switch of the Origins of Chewbacca. But Ted's, like, actually in a Chewbacca costume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this time, Barney's trying to take him to a lethal injection? Would you go see no. a, de- a death sentence carried out on somebody? I would not. Like, even if it's a, a monster, or maybe if they killed somebody you knew. Like mm. a serial killer, or... I mean, I think anybody would have gone to Osama bin Laden, right? If that's how he ended up dying. <laughs> to say, that's not what happened. No, 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 but I'm, my point is, there's certain monsters in this world. And no, I don't need to see somebody die in front of me, and, you know, luckily I have not had the experience of having to be a victim left over from some sort of violent event, so I don't know. You don't want to put yourself in that headspace. I don't, yeah, I don't know if that would change my calculation as it stands now. No, I have no interest in watching another human die. That sounds awful, and I think that's really, really um, awful of Barney to just assume that this is something Ted wants to do. Have you ever heard of the movie Faces of Death? Yes. So we would watch that uh, in, I want to say, high school. No. No, it was that's all of these past. different little snuff videos added together. I haven't seen it. I'm assuming it's not technically snuff. No, it's not snuff. It's not like they're <laughs> killing people. Right. But it's people dying yeah. in certain, you know, I used videos. To watch that's the caught sh- on video, people dying. I used to watch this show. God, what like someone it? getting hit by a car, someone jumping Ugh. suicide off a building, um, all the way to them hitting the ground. Yeah. It I was used, pretty disturbing. I used to watch this show. I think it was on, like, Spike Network a million years ago called, like, A Thousand Ways to Die. And it would talk about, like, these, yeah, like, freak accidents that would happen, but it wasn't, like, actual video of it happening. But I had to stop watching that after one, which I probably won't share because I don't want other people to have to deal with this image that still lives in my brain. I wonder if they ended up actually going to this <laughs> lethal injection. I don't think so. I would need a lot of backstory on the person. I mean, if somebody murders me, go ahead and go. But otherwise, yeah, maybe Pass. Gee, thanks for the permission. <laughs> Marshall wants to know where he, they're actually going. They end up, of course, at a strip club. Marshall's very uncomfortable, yeah. as he always is at a strip club. Barney's point of all this is sort of to brag that he's so much better at relationships. He can do whatever he wants. Him and Robin are so great a couple that he can still continue his life basically the way he was. And Robin won't care. He can have a girlfriend and fully functioning male genitalia all at the same time. Mm, yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah, I, I remember going into this season, all these interviews with Neil Patrick Harris, like, what's going to happen with Barney now that he's not single? And I remember his answer would always be something to the effect of, you know, Barney's got to compete in, in whatever he does. So if he's going to be a boyfriend, he's going to try and be the world's greatest boyfriend. So hmm. we get a few episodes where Barney's pontificating about how much better a relationship <laughs> right. person he is than... Marshall and Lily and how much better a couple him and Robin are than Marshall and Lily. Yeah, that was a good way to take that, this relationship and that character. It definitely makes sense. Marshall wants to know 
Oh, go ahead. I was just saying, it just definitely makes sense with you know who he is and what we've seen. It makes it more just, interesting. Yeah, instead of it just being like, oh, this is just a regular relationship with some foibles thrown in. Marshall wants to know what would Robin think of this. Barney thinks she'd be very cool with it. And I would have thought so, too. Yeah, I think so, too, because we've seen Robin do kind of like dude stuff, like go to the cigar bar, help him pick up girls. So I think it makes sense for Barney to think that Robin could be okay with this. And it's just now they're in a relationship, so it's a different calculation. Yeah, you think she'd be excited about the 1030 Jello show. <laughs> like Barney says, BT Dub, I called head, it's lime. <laughs> I did like that. <laughs> Why does he want to know what flavor it is? It's a weird thing to call ahead for. And he just, he seems so delighted by knowing what it was. Yeah. We get back to the double date. They're at a restaurant by now, I believe. Yeah. And we get sort of a funny little intercut of him asking her what she does. She says she's <laughs> right. in between jobs because of the banking crisis. And before she was in between jobs because the internet bubble burst. Which makes her realize she should go into something more stable like banking. I was thinking about this. So what would be the current if they went on another first date now? I feel like it would be like restaurant work. Something that's affected. Are you talking about something that's affected like by? Like COVID impact. COVID. Yeah. Um, Small business ownership. No, something more specific like something having to do with travel. Oh, like a travel agent or... Well, travel agent, that, that job's already pretty much dead, but... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think the things that were killed the most were something around travel, or you're right, something around the hospitality. Right. So that, yeah, that's a good call. It'd probably be something around those. So, and then Ted here, so she asked what Ted does, and in 2002, his answer is just the worst. It's a very lofty description of... <laughs> he one day can use his own humble brush on the masterpiece at his Manhattan skyline. Ugh. And then it's... Like, that's... Date's over <laughs> at that point for me. I'm like, okay, this guy's the worst. And then 2009, it's more come to terms with his reality. <laughs> I, I teach architecture. Get 50% off at the bookstore, so that's pretty sweet. I like his face as he's delivering this. Not, <laughs> I can't describe it, but he's just so, you know, this is where I am. <laughs> right. Now, I can't remember, did the bookstore just have textbooks, or can you buy, like, regular books there, too? Because that's a pretty sweet deal. I think there was regular books in that... They would have, you know, there's English lit and all that, so they have all the books you would so need it to wouldn't buy be for like English courses. New York Times bestsellers necessarily. I think they probably did have some current bestsellers there, but they, it, you couldn't get just any fiction book like okay. what at a large, right? You know, Barnes and Noble. <laughs> it's like ooh, fifty percent off books. I date that guy. <laughs> all right, back to the strip club. <laughs> a stripper like just kind of lightly touches Marshall on the shoulder, and he freaks out, married, and like shows his ring. Barney's confused by all this. He's He asks, don't you fantasize about other women? And Marshall says he does, but it's not easy. Barney says, right. <laughs> it is easy. He wants to fantasize about that silhouette chick you see on a truck's mudflaps. Took him less than a mile. <laughs> so he's pleasuring himself behind a mudflap uh-huh. while driving. That is well, impressive. I mean, how fast was he going? I mean, a mile on the highway. Maybe it was backed up traffic. Hopefully. Or he was just really in the mood that day. But also, this is not comparable, because Barney hasn't been in a relationship in a really long time, so. Marshall says that even when he has a dirty thought like that, he feels like it's cheating on Lily, so he first needs to have a different fantasy. And this is exactly how you feel about me. Yes. It is. He's... (laughs) We see him in his fantasy... Signing a package for a hot delivery girl. No, I think this is actually a flashback. It said, like, two weeks ago. So I think this is, like, an actual... This interaction actually happened, and then we get the fantasy of what he had to then do. Oh, I missed it two weeks ago. Okay, good catch. To get there. (laughs) And so we see that, and then it goes into this, yeah, dreamy, like, fuzzy... Yeah, they're clearly in a fantasy world. It's Lily and Marshall sitting on a couch... Lily hiccups and then <laughs> eerie <laughs> music starts. And they both just look at each other like they're immediately concerned. <laughs> and then we get this great scene at the hospital from there. Lily has a rare and fatal hiccup disorder that's apparently medically legitimate. <laughs> How can this be? It's me, but it says it right here on this doctor clipboard that doctors have. <laughs> <laughs> so 
the doctor is played by Rizwan Manji. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but people might know him from Mr. Robot, Wolf of Wall Street, and he was on 14 episodes of Shit's Creek. He was, oh, uh, he's Ray. Ray, yeah. Oh my gosh, I didn't even recognize him. Is he on it now, like the ones that you and I are watching, or does, has he not come on yet? Yeah, he's... Um is he's he like a, a real estate yeah, guy? Yeah, he's a real estate or? guy, and he's also on the city council. He okay. was the one that was showing David and Alexis the apartment. That's right. So, yes, they get the diagnosis of Lily's rare and fatal hiccup disease. <laughs> we get a flash in the fantasy to six months later. Marshall's, I guess, still desperately trying to cure this, and he like holds up a paper bag next to Lily's ear and like, pops, pops it. it to try to scare her, but she hiccups anyway. And it's time to say goodbye. <laughs> and she wants him to find someone else, someone like that busty delivery girl from that one time and plow her like a cornfield. But only then, after an appropriate number of years. And then she just dies. <laughs> no, she hiccups a bunch of times and then dies. Okay. <laughs> so in the fantasy, they're at the funeral, and the priest advises Marshall that in order to honor Lily, he must indeed find the busty delivery girl from that one time and plow her like a cornfield. And then it flashes to some appropriate years later. And he's Marshall's like there making, making tiny furniture <laughs> as a hobby. And busty delivery girl comes in. She's now, not is it the same she's girl? Not, yeah, it is. She's not very busty. She's Her shirt's revealing, but <laughs> the, the, she's hot. I mean, I guess everybody's definition of busty is different. But... <laughs> Yeah, you know sure. I always have a problem with this when they miss Right. You really hate when <laughs> boobs uh, are, are miscategorized. Correct. Um, I hate to be a stickler. <laughs> but Marshall points to the sky. This one's for you, Lil. <laughs> and then they go at it. So what is an appropriate number of years? 50? Yes, that is the correct <laughs> answer. <laughs> After the funeral. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's too short. So Marshall then tries to get Barney's like affirmation that this is great. Like, and then watch out because it's on. Tries to get a high five and Barney just staring at him. It's the saddest thing Barney, he's ever heard. Yeah, he's ashamed of him. But he offers to be the wingman of his mind. And he wants him to focus on the next dancer. <laughs> put Lily completely out of your mind. And then we Which is a good Jasmine. setup. And we get Lily's doppelganger. Now, I'm very confused by this doppelganger's hair choices. Continue. It's just really weird. Like, and later when she's pretending to be Lily, like, her hair's cute. Like, I don't know. I think it would sell better if her hair didn't look like she was a stripper from the 80s. Yeah. They just had to do something to make her look completely... Right. ...different from Lily while still being the same actress. Right. I just don't care for that choice. Barney calls Ted. <laughs> and Ted answers on this date, which is also yeah. another mark against Ted Boo. that doesn't get brought up. Don't do that. <laughs> Ted has a habit of doing this. Whenever someone calls him, no matter, right. you know, he, he did this when he was with Victoria and about to get it on. He answers Barney's calls, which is <laughs> right. ridiculous. Right, because Barney's always calling about something stupid. Like how Barney, when he's describing the stripper, stripper says, everything's as perky as we've always imagined. Marshall's getting so mad. Stop looking at her. <laughs> Ted asks him to take a picture. <laughs> Barney says, first he's going to wedge Ulysses S. Grant between his wife's tatas. And <laughs> Marshall, <laughs> Marshall, I'll kill you! <laughs> I like when Marshall does the I'll kill you. Yes, very funny. We're back to the date. Jen wants to know if he has any thoughts on the food, which sets Ted up for his dateline. <laughs> Do you want to share the oysters? She would love to share the oysters. Good, because if she didn't, that would be mighty shellfish of her. And then we get both her then, 2002 and <laughs> So the delivery, the delivery both times from Ted is exactly the same, and her reaction both times is exactly wow, the same. Wow, that's bad. And that's why it's funny. This is us at the dinner table with Tyler every night. Except his jokes are all bad. Yeah, they're all bad. And we're both like, boo, stop. <laughs> yes, we just take him to boo. And he's like, I think it's funny. <laughs> and then we say, good, go up to your room and tell it to yourself. <laughs> yeah, we're harsh critics, even on our son, when he's trying to be funny. I mean, to be fair, we gave him years of, <laughs> of these bad jokes before we resorted to booing. You mean we let him get away with it for too long? <laughs> no, we 
we had appropriate responses early on. Of, well, we don't like that that much. Or maybe we fake laughed. Early. I say booing for really, really bad. I don't do it every time. <laughs> right. That's true. But yes, we have resorted to booing lately because they've just been so bad. And well, maybe he'll learn. Or maybe we're terrible parents. It's hard to say. <laughs> but I'm on Ted's side. This, is, this would probably have made me laugh because it is stupid. Yeah. I, I'm with you also. Yeah, it's so bad. It's almost yeah. it comes back to being funny. Yeah. It's a dad joke. Right, which I you know Ted, Ted is yeah, prone loves. to do. And he brings that up, you know, kind of later. This is who he is. This is Sure. And this is the joke that, and the response that sparked their memories of that they've been on this date before, and they say at the same time. Right, and so I got a piece of trivia about this. So this, I think, okay, yeah, this came from... HowIMetYourMother.Fandom.com It says the double date occurrence was inspired by an actual occurrence in California by C. Chan. I don't know if that's one of the writers. They actually don't clarify who this is. But the memorable one-liner that each person remembered was would you like to share an appetizer? Yes, good. Because if I was any country right now, it would be hungry. The story <laughs> yes. The storyline and names were changed so the episode was not based on a real person. I was like, that's interesting. So I know we've we've posited that before of like, you know, did this actually happen to somebody? And in this case, that's how these writer rooms work: is that they tell oh, yeah, stories yeah. that they've had. But I feel like this is them. the first one of the first times. And then or, they go to things that have happened to one of their friends. And, right. You know, we got to throw this into a story somewhere. But we usually don't get the confirmation of it, so it's interesting that that actually popped up as sure. something that was confirmed to have happened. So, but yes, they both recall that they have been on this exact same first date before in this exact same restaurant. And that it didn't go that well. Jen thought that he was a little bit snobby, and he remembers that. She dresses her cats up in weird costumes, and I like her, they're not weird. See, you're being snobby again. (laughs) That was a good reaction. Yeah. Ted thinks that they have done a complete lap of all the single people in New York, (sighs) and they are back (laughs) at each other again. Seinfeld made that joke. I was going to say, that that sounds familiar, and I couldn't couldn't remember if it was Friends or... It was when Elaine was dating the writer again. Uh, his name's not <laughs> popping on the top of my head right now. But um, someone said, oh, she's dating him again. He's like, yeah, she's made her way all the way through the lineup. And she's, or she's made her all, <laughs> I forget how he says it. She's made her way all, all the way down the lineup and she's back at the top again. <laughs> right. Something to that effect. <laughs> I'm not sure if they're borrowing from that here. but And <laughs> she goes, well, we're going to die alone, aren't we? He goes, well, you've got your cats. <laughs> Those cats are going to eat her. Yes, definitely. So Ted wants to know why she thought he was snobby, which I think we already got an answer if he was making fun of her dressing up her cats, but she has another example. (laughs) No, I think this was actually why, in that he was correcting, he was finding misspellings in the menu and being kind of snotty about it. Yeah, and then his joke isn't even that good that comes with it, so this is actually my worst joke of the episode of... Tonight, the role of the pound and a half lobster will be played by... Yeah. And she cuts him off. She's like, I get it, Ted. <laughs> I forgot that she did that. Yeah, a little snarky for a first date. Good for her. He didn't realize this made him sound snooty. And she wants to know how she came across. He didn't like that she didn't reach for the check. Do the check dance. And we get a little flashback of her blatantly not even looking at the check, doing everything in her power not to, and him, like, kind of wiggling it all around... <laughs> to like try to get her to at least pretend like she's going to take it. Yeah, I think I remember that when I was dating, liking when a woman did a reach for. Yeah, it makes sense of not just assuming like that. Okay, I'm the guy. I'm going to pay for this. I'm sure that would get frustrating as a guy. Not it shouldn't. If you're sort of a traditionalist, the guy is going to try and pay for it no matter what. There's just something about a woman that does the reach for. Mm-hmm. That makes us feel better about them, but it's just ridiculous. Yeah, because it's all the game. <laughs> True. So they want to go deeper into their date together and see what they were doing wrong, because as Ted points out, they're scaring people off. <laughs> so next they went to McLaren's. She wants to know, did she really talk about her cats that much? And they do a flashback to her saying, and then there's Tabby Gail Adams, <laughs> the jester of the group, which I love that line. Like Right. So this, I don't know if you remember this at all, but there was one time we were out at the bar. I think this was pre-kid. I can't remember if we were married yet, but I think I was talking to somebody about our dogs and you basically like 
called out this episode and was like, don't be that person. <laughs> that sounds familiar. <laughs> it was a long time ago, but I, every time I see this episode, I think of that. I'm like, <laughs> I don't remember if that person wanted to hear about our dogs or not. But I feel like we all know this person. Someone that has more than one yeah. cat and just likes to talk about them a lot. Right. I mean, cats are fun. I have a friend who she has a running ownership of cats, and they all run away at some point and don't come back. Who is this? Lydia. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, they always end up running away. <laughs> I didn't know that. And she's sort of got this attitude of, if they want to live here, they can. If they don't, they don't have to. Like, she doesn't put up signs or ever look for them. I mean, cats are smart. Cats can come home if they want to. I think she's, she's making a valid point. Like, if this cat's not coming home, it's not interested in coming home. <laughs> what is she doing to these cats? One of them I know ran away because all of a sudden she got a new dog. And Oh, my God. I don't know. I, I can't say that she doesn't take good care of them. I, it's hard to say. <laughs> I had another friend, Brian. Not, not my oldest friend, Brian, but a friend I, wor- I worked with. And he had one cat. And then he picked up a stray that was in his neighborhood in D.C., so then he had two. And he was fine with kind of taking care of this stray that that came to his yard. And then one of his cats, the first one, ran away. So he just brought the stray inside? He was like, you're my cat now? Well, he had already accepted the stray. Oh, I thought maybe it was like the stray would just come and he would feed it. So he's back down to one cat. But the stray liked having a friend, so he bought a new cat. And he has two cats. Two years later, the stray that ran away came back. See, I told you cats will come and back. And then he had three cats. And he was very embarrassed <laughs> having three cats. But he wasn't going to, like, abandon right. or give one yeah, of them away. Of or... See, cats will come back if they are so inclined. So, Jen realizes she needs to not talk about the cats as much. Back at McLaren's, Barney and Marshall have returned from the strip club. And Barney lets everybody know that they have seen the third doppelganger. So we get a quick cut in from the narrator who says that they had previously spotted two strangers who looked exactly like members of the group. And we get a quick flash to lesbian Robin and mustache Marshall. Yeah, it's a Robin lookalike with short hair wearing a flannel walking down the street with a baseball and a glove and spits. We know how those lesbians love to spit. Yeah, I'm not really loving this characterization. Yeah. yeah, it was very, you know, early 2000s, what they would do on TV to represent. Wasn't the greatest representation. No. But, uh, they, they had, Robin's already, well, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just leave it at, yeah, that's, you wouldn't have that today. <laughs> no. And then you get Mustache Marshall on a bus. Now we meet Mustache, well, we don't meet him, but we actually we get him. Mustache Marshall. And then we get all the rest of the doppelgangers in real time, too, going forward. Right. But that Robin was, one was a throwaway. We, that, we don't actually see how that happened or when. Or. Right. And what was, was Mustache Marshall, like, a business owner? What was his, I can't remember what, he was, like, on the back of a bus for some reason. It had something to do with like financing or check, check cashing or something. Okay. <laughs> I forgot to write that down. We get, when we do, well, we'll, t- we'll get back, we'll circle back to that when we see him at the bar. All right. So we get the, the line that by the following summer, they'll find the other two doppelgangers. And then Barney, <laughs> Barney shows a picture of stripper Lily. But Except for it didn't have her face. So <laughs> no one could tell anything, but Lily's really excited. Oh, Lily is psyched. She's like, I bet guys were going crazy. I bet they wanted to touch her so bad. But all you can do is look unless you go into the back room. But, honey, you've got to pay for that. <laughs> She's really taking up a lot of oxygen here. Right. And so we get a nice reversal of what was what Barney assumed was going to happen. Yeah, Robin's was, not happy. Yeah, Robin's very unhappy. Lily's super psyched about this. Barney retreats immediately because Robin's mad. She goes to a strip club. Mm. Barney says, Marshall made me go. <laughs> right. So we cut back to Ted and Jen walking down the street. And this is where we get the nice cut of them kind of, like, walking behind their 2002 versions. You see someone actually walk between them. Did yeah, you notice that? Yeah, I did. That was interesting. You could tell they did that on purpose to kind of make it a little, look a little more real. Right. So Ted wants to know what he did wrong next. And Jen lets him know, like, 
She was cold, but yeah. he didn't give her ja- his jacket up. Which is infuriating, because he is holding his jacket. Yeah, he's not even wearing it. Like, his whole thought was like, well, I didn't want you to think I was cold. Like, you're holding your jacket. You're not even using your jacket. Right. That wasn't a good excuse on his part, and he did it because she was talking about her action hero ex-boyfriend, who was a Marine. It was like a boxer in the Marines. <laughs> Would work on a 68 Camaro. <laughs> I liked that. I had an aunt in the Coast Guard. Aunt. He said ant. I yeah, noticed. Damn. <laughs> right right in. West. At us on Twitter. Is it ant or aunt, people? It depends where you're from. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. And he's from Ohio. I don't even think it depends where you're from. I feel like it's whatever your family said as you were growing up. Because there, it's 50-50 around where I grew up of aunt or aunt. Oh, uh, interesting. Okay. Well, I'm taking this because he grew up in Ohio and I grew up in Pennsylvania. Mm. And we both say aunt. Okay. We're back at McLaren's. <laughs> Lily just keeps coming up with scenarios. Was, was there a shower on the stage? stage? <laughs> for me, we get in there with another girl and just go bananas. So we're lending more credence to the Lily is by theory. Now Barney's switched gears. <laughs> right. Well, I, I don't know if that's Lily being by yet. It. I think it's it can just be being added to the list of things that hint to her possible bisexuality. Yeah, we get there. I... I I don't know if this is it. I think it's more like just being excited that people will get really pumped about stripper Lily and all the things that, all the scenarios you could put her in. Um, you might be right, though. At any rate, Barney switches gears and starts to take on this attitude, sort of ignoring Robin and pretending like she's just okay with <laughs> right. all of it. And Like, I don't know if he's trying to convince her or just... Look cool. I'm not sure what he's trying to accomplish. He's here. just deflecting everything she says right. at this point. And, and then, then, oh, good. I was going to say, Barney then brings up the fact that Marshall shouldn't have to go to so much trouble just to have an innocent fantasy. And Lily's unaware of all of this. Yeah, and I wonder is he just trying to throw Marshall under the bus so <laughs> the heat moves to Marshall and off of him? Or is he no. genuinely just like. I think it's just the writer's way to introduce this. Okay. Although he probably thinks Lily has something to do with why Marshall does uh, this. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because he does like kind of address it to her. Like it was her fault. Yeah, does Marshall tell her we're all friends here, Robin? No, we're not. <laughs> okay. I will play this Marshall bit because I hate it so much. I really <laughs> hate this Marshall speech. Really? Okay. It, it represents everything that bugs me about Marshall. <laughs> Okay. And and how him and Lily get a little too cute sometimes. Okay. Lily. Sometimes I think about other women. It happens, but even when I do, I feel so guilty that I I have to imagine you passing away first. Because even in a fantasy world, I could never cheat on you. You're you're just my life, baby, and I love you. You kill me off. <laughs> So obviously, the show totally redeems itself by the way she reacts to oh, it. Oh yeah, and yeah, because so it gets they, like, like they were setting him music, up to get know, knocked down it's there. Be, like, yeah, and I feel like we've seen this kind of set up and knocked down before, <laughs> like Marshall trying to be like super super cute and Lily actually not going the way we think she's going to go with it. I think we might have seen it the other way too, but I'd have to think about that. So do you not feel like people like this exist in the world, or? <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to know them if they do. <laughs> it's just a little too mushy. <laughs> like, can you imagine being around one of our friends when they're saying this to their spouse? <laughs> I'm trying to think about that. I mean, Marshall's very cartoonish in his expressions of love for Lily at times, and right. vice versa. Right. And sometimes it plays very well for laughs, and then sometimes it's just, you know, ret- I want to wretch. <laughs> and Jen, I love you very much, but it, I, I would never want to be that guy or that girl for that. And I don't want you to be that girl. <laughs> that's my rant. Okay. That's yeah, my, that's, trying... my, that's my TED talk. <laughs> I got stuck trying to I'm imagine <laughs> somebody actually doing this in real life, and I can't get there. So. I really enjoy her total rejection of his pr- pitiful premise. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And his I... fantasy's great. I love the setup, so it's all worth it. But, yeah, his little proclamation there of... I can't cheat on you, even in my fantasy. (laughs) 
But this does bring us to my favorite line, <laughs> which is his response to her saying <laughs> he kills her all. No, baby, no, you develop a chronic illness. I spare no expense for your care. I even set up a foundation in your name. We're like this close to a cure. <laughs> <laughs> Like, his fantasy is so elaborate. <laughs> yeah, that level of detail really gets me every time. That, that, that's my favorite line. It's a good one. I do enjoy that. From this episode. So, Ted and Jen are approaching McLaren's. Uh, she remembers being there, having a drink with his friends. Who she says she loved or hated, depending on whether they're still friends with him. I think it's kind of cute how much she's trying to be endearing to him right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. So Ted advises that you do love them, and <laughs> he suggests that they go in and see if they can come up with anything that Ted might be doing. <laughs> but don't be surprised if they suddenly can't think of anything he does wrong because they're his friends. <laughs> and just it's Cut just two. a barrage. Did he juggle bad puns? Expecting a state innovation for picking up a nineteen dollar check. The typo gold mine. Keep paying that river, buddy. Um, I don't like. I don't like this joke. Marshalls is a lot cheaper than buying a condom. I thought that was funny. That was one of my least favorite. And then she thought he came across as kind of a player, which was just. And everybody's just very what? confused by this. Yeah, and all it is is him checking out Mustache Marshall, and she thinks he's checking out a, an attractive woman at the bar. <laughs> that wouldn't but, really make him a player. No. They wouldn't. I do like how she's talking to Lily. <laughs> About the cats. Cats dressed up like Batman villains. You got the Joker, the Riddler, Mr. Freeze. Lily goes, well, what about Catwoman? Yeah, that would have been good. <laughs> <laughs> she missed that. That's very funny. Ted Correxer says that they were checking out Mustache Marshall. They get a little flirty with each other, realizing the, the mistake. Then we get them on the roof. And she remembers going on the roof with him from before. We cut to the flashback of them, of him pointing out the Chrysler building, you know, showing the parts of New York. I don't like the the rotund couple going at it against the glass. And then, oh, look, snack break. Good for them. Letting a guy eat pizza off your back. <laughs> yeah. This was all, weird. yeah. That took a, a wrong turn. I bet, they, I bet that got cut out of the TV version. Yeah, probably. And although the date wasn't that great, they're glad they stuck it out. They kiss. Now, so this was, yeah, the still them in 2002. Yeah. They're trying to figure out, like, okay, what went wrong? Like, the kiss was really good. And she remembers. So he had asked if they wanted to go out again. He said he would call, and he didn't. And I feel like there was such a missed opportunity, but maybe it's because we enjoyed this line so much, maybe nobody else remembers. So, I've just been really busy. Well, that's what he says. He just says, I've been so busy. Like, I feel like it was a good opportunity to do, like, almost the exact same okay. line read. Fair, but he does say the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's his go-to still. Right. <laughs> right. She it, goes to walk off. Oh, I'm sorry, you had more. Oh, I was just going to say, that that would have, like, really le- leveled up <laughs> the line for me. But, okay. Yeah, but it is it is still the same concept. I just, I think the line reading could have been better. She tries to walk off, and then her phone rings with a classical music of meows <laughs> as a <her> ringtone. <laughs> and he's trying to talk her into giving him another chance. He was an idiot back then. You saw the goatee. We're back at McLaren's, and L- Lily and Marshall are having a calmer conversation about all this. Marshall says that he's been doing this fantasy for so long now that that he's a little confused about death and sex. It's kind of the point where every time he drives past a cemetery, he's sporting a partial. I've not so heard... bizarre. Usually people say semi. I've never heard a partial, except for in this episode. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard that either. So Lily wants to fix this. They are now at the strip club. And Lily thinks it's okay if he starts off by fantasizing about being with stripper Lily. That's a pretty good step like good call on lily's part yeah but also you know (laughs) it's a good excuse for lily to see her doppelganger which she clearly wanted to do anyway is there a person on this planet that wouldn't want to go to a strip club to see the doppelganger of them stripping no i would not want to do that what no (laughs) you're crazy no i would not want to do that in a million years why um probably too insecure (laughs) i wouldn't want to see all of that out for everyone huh Okay. 
I'm very disappointed in you. I mean, let me lose like 50 pounds and we'll talk. What if it was a 50-pound lighter you? <laughs> I'd be willing to revisit the conversation. If you were stripping you, or your a version of you were stripping a strip club, I would totally get the lap dance. Thank you. You're welcome. Aww. See, that can be sweet without you being too be. mushy. So I like the exchange with Barney and Robin here where he's saying he doesn't come that much. <laughs> the waitress comes up and says, Barney, here's your usual. I'll send over your other usual as, she, as soon as she's done stretching. <laughs> In his desperate attempt. Thank you, kindly stranger. And then the announcer comes on, getting ready to announce <laughs> uh, Stripper Lily. So, hey, Barney, I didn't see you come in. I'll load up some ACDC for you, buddy. <laughs> it's very funny. And then put your hands together for Jasmine. Lily's very pleased. She thinks she's hot. And then she throws money and says, crawl for it, stripper me. She gets a little sadistic. Yeah, she really does. <laughs> Can I get another hundred? <laughs> Marshall's aghast. I'm not sure where they were going with the wow, she crawls fast joke. That's yeah. kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. Could have done without that. We go back to the roof. Ted's still trying to talk his way back into Jen's good graces. And she's being a little prickly on this. But he He's says, 24, you know, and I remember being 24 and not being the best at dates either, so. <laughs> we I had re- a few hiccups. <laughs> yeah, I remember Jen came to visit me a few, like a month after we had met in Vegas. And the plan was she was going to stay with me <laughs> no, I I just over, <laughs> over one night, I think, in D.C., and then we were heading the next day out to the <laughs> beach to go to my friend's family's beach house for a week. And we go out that night. We hang out with a few of my D.C. friends. We get back, and we have a nice night. And then the next day, I go outside to do something, and I step in gum outside my door. <laughs> like, shoe and, in gum. And, and, and the thing about this is, is that one of the things we bonded over when we first met was that we both chewed orange trident. And so it was very clear where this gum had come from. Well, I didn't taste it off my shoe. But you could see orange gum. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and I went back in. I was like, I, oh, my God. I stepped in gum. Did you, did you spit gum outside of my door when we got back last night? And you're like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> why? What's wrong? And I got so mad because you thought it was just a natural <laughs> thing to do to spit gum on the ground. And one of my pet peeves <laughs> or one of my least favorite things in the world is stepping in gum. Out on the street. It's like, I can't people, that gum was still chew your, spit your gum into at least grass or something where it won't... To be fair, I was very drunk. Yes. That, that is true. It's not a thing that I would have done sober. But I was like, what are you, some sort of animal? <laughs> very so, angry. Yes, yeah, so you got really angry about that. And I will come up with one, too. Because when I got into D.C., it was my first time ever driving to D.C. This was 2007... I did not have a GPS. I had literal MapQuest directions. Printed out. Printed out as I'm trying to drive to this place I've never been before. And there's roundabouts, which I'm not familiar with. And somewhere along the way, I took a roundabout, went the wrong way, ended up way, way far away from where I was supposed to be, called you, and you got so mad (laughs) that I took a wrong turn. I don't know why I got so mad. (laughs) Yeah, I think I was irritated. Because I wanted to get the night started. You were, <laughs> right. like, delayed. And I was hungry. We were going to go out for dinner. And you were delaying it by an hour because you went the complete opposite wrong way. <laughs> yes, in the city I've never been Avenue. to. I'm sorry. <laughs> Man, how did we actually date? Yeah, we made it through a couple bumps. <laughs> we even got into a fight at the beach that same next week. Which was not my fault. Let's not go down that one, that story. <laughs> You're right. That wasn't your fault. So we really, we could have been Ted and Jen here. There really, <laughs> there is a world in which this did not happen. <laughs> and we are not here podcasting for you 14 and a half years later. To help kind of bring her back in the fold, he said that they didn't miss by much. If a couple things had gone a little bit differently and then they do a little replay to some soft music, a fantasy montage of them doing all the right things. And then it cuts to their wedding where her cats are her bridesmaids. <laughs> Which I, you know, I love animals in costumes, so yeah. that made me laugh a lot. And she goes for it. Yeah, so they have like a really good second first kiss. And then we cut back to the strip club. Barney and Robin are talking again, like 
So we get a real quick Barney and Robin, you know, Robin trying to bring up again, like, I'm not okay with this. There's stuff we got to talk about. Robin really doesn't have much to do with this episode. She does not. Just, she's bitter the whole time and just holding a grudge. Yeah, she's really mad. Um, And so as they're kind of having this exchange, Marshall comes up and just taunts him. (laughs) Yeah, his unbelievably cool wife just bought him a private dance with her, her stripper body double. So if you need me, I'll be getting grinded like some pepper in the champagne room. <laughs> so they were both getting a lap dance? I, I'm not quite sure. Is he assuming Lily's going to also... He said she bought us a private dance. Right, but in this scenario, is Li- are Lily and the stripper both grinding on him? Is no, that the I, think the, I think the, the stripper is grinding on the both of them. Okay. All right, we're back to the roof, and... Ted remembers why he didn't call her. Even though he's sort of fixed things now, he said, oh, I'm going to ruin it. The thing is, he likes finding typos in menus. And he wants to find the woman that likes the stupid jokes that he's going to keep making. And she says, you know what? I'm not going to stop talking about my cats. Good luck finding the guy that, the straight guy that enjoys that much cat talk, lady. But anyways. I don't know. My brother has two cats, and he sent me a picture of them in Santa hats. Ooh. And he has a girlfriend. <laughs> okay. So I, I think there's, there's someone for everyone, and some guys do like cats. And Ted you know, makes a really good point here. You know, shouldn't we hold out for the person who doesn't just tolerate our little quirks, but actually kind of likes them? Yes, and that is a huge life lesson. Yeah, absolutely. It's okay, I could, I could be with this person, but there's a lot that I'm going to have to deal with. Or I can wait until I find that person that I really click with and... Maybe never, not everything's going to be perfect, but I'm not compromising huge portions of myself to be with them. Right. No, this is, this is probably the wisest thing this show's ever said mm-hmm. in its run. Yeah, because, yeah, I think it would have been really easy. Like, oh, okay, we fixed this. Like, this was a good kiss. Like, let's, let's see where this goes. But it's like, mm, we clearly <laughs> don't actually like each other that much. She hopes he finds his shellfish lady. I mean, a nice cut in from the narrator that when I told your mother that shellfish joke, she did laugh. It was only 30% pity. And then we get a sort of a strange final scene of... (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Lily's struggling out there on the... It's revealed that they've switched places. And Lily's having trouble in the boots doing stripper moves. (laughs) And stripper Lily... The only thing that bugs me about this is how bad the Russian or Eastern European accent is done by... Allison Hannigan. Allison Hannigan, yeah. And we get a season where we get a lot more Stripper Lily in one episode. Oh, yeah, that's right. When Barney <laughs> tries to make new friends. <laughs> I forgot. The new Marshall and new Lily or Stripper <laughs> Lily and her, oh, like, pimp boyfriend. Right. Oh, my God. And so, yeah, Lily, quote-unquote, comes up smoking a cigarette. We married long time. May I have monies for shopping? And then in the background, or in the distance, we hear Lily scream and fall. (laughs) Clearly stripping is not going well for her. Mm. We already played our favorite jokes, the Mm -hmm. clips, uh, and we just played a couple of the lines from between the doctor and and Marshall and Lily, but Jen's favorite joke was that whole scene. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The whole setup. But yeah, I think the the doctor and his... (laughs) Apparently, this is a real disease. I thought it was very funny. I think my least favorite joke is the whole Marshall, how he loves her and can't cheat on her, even in his fantasies. But you know what? I think back to that, and it's, it, it was a setup for her to completely reject right. that concept. So I think I'm going to go instead with the returned couple okay. talk. That makes sense. And I already said mine, which is the the role of the pound and a half lobster. Right. So I was going to do a ranking, but we're already over an hour in the recording. <laughs> And, you know, maybe this will not be so long when I cut it down in the editing. I don't think we have but, a lot to edit out. Yeah, but we'll we'll go ahead and save that for next time. So, where do you think I ranked this? I think you probably ranked this 65. No, further back, I ranked it 94. Mm, okay. If I had to do it all over again, I might do a, give it a little better because the structure was so well done on this. yeah. But I think when I was doing sort of our my point system, it just the the laughs weren't adding up that much. All right. If you want to reach out to us, you can email us at 
RunkleRecaps at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at RunkleRecaps. On Instagram, underscore, how I met your podcast, underscore. And we will be back next week with... Next week we have Robin 101. Robin 101. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. I like that one. I can't remember what's going on with Lily and Marshall in that one. Nor I, but <laughs> Robin 101 will be great. Yes. So see y'all next week. Oh, no. Not the hiccups. <laughs> no. Better go to Dr. Vikram. How close are we to a cure? All right, folks. See you next week. Bye.